Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right, episode 28, Life is Great. Wow, that came off so naturally. That's got to be it. I almost believe it. (laughs) Was it the enthusiasm in my voice? That it was. Yeah, it wasn't me just realizing that I smell. So 28, let's get out the gate. Whoa, I like that too. But let's not go too fresh out of the gate and not gain it back. Yeah, not, we can't give her too many beans. Episode four, I think, is what it is. I was just looking back at it the other day where we talk about like shooting into the, down the middle or something like that. Oh yeah, shooting out the warm-up Slingshot, and I think is what we called it or something. Yeah, slingshotting out of the holding pen. The rubber band man. Rubber band man. So the one thing that, I mean, so, okay, so we always talk about, you know, whistling for yourself, cheering for yourself, like being your own biggest advocate and owning your failures and celebrating your successes. Um, And I'll preface this, like, I just had, like, a complete shit showmanship practice, like, not even half an hour ago. And I don't want to celebrate that. Like, I'm irritated. Like, I am sitting here, I'm like, I don't even want to be podcasting because, like, I just... I'm so irritated that it just went that way. And, but at the same time, it's like, no, that was a privilege. Like that was exciting that my horse is at some indoor facility. So I can just go take off on a whim and go practice showmanship and whatever, whatever. Um, But I think the thing that we're, that maybe we need to like preface is there needs to be a balance between cheering yourself on and like keeping yourself humble so that you're not necessarily lowering your standards or just like removing your goals from that situation. Does that make sense? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There. Well, I know for me, like when I kind of heard this topic idea, I was like, you know, say my goal is to you know, make finals or something in some sort of class at some world show. Okay, cool. So, you know, you go, you go, and you go, you practice, you do all this stuff, right? And then, you know, you go to a show and you do all right. And then say you want to go to like an open show or something like that, right? Um, You know, it's close, it's cheap, like, let's just get practice in, you know, we're done by noon, right? Like, sometimes that's worth so much. Like, we've talked about that before. And sometimes it feels like by not trying to like stay at that level that you're kind of shooting for and trying to attain, it feels like you're almost dipping down. You know, like I don't think I, you know, am able to attain anymore. I need to, um, I'm not able to like obtain it anymore. I need to like take a step down. I need to do something so that way I can like get back to my goals. And I think something that, you know, you've kind of touched on that I think is important as well is you know, sometimes a confidence booster that we've talked about is, like, totally necessary, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there is definitely pros to doing that, right, and you, just because you go try to get a confidence boost somewhere else, whether it's, you know, you enter a class that you think you're a shoo-in for, you go someplace where the competition isn't necessarily that high, or whatever, and that's, like, completely okay, and to me, that's, like, you're not giving up on your goals, you're just giving yourself a bit of a springboard. 
Right. I think it's really valuable to realize when you kind of need a confidence booster and to be able to take a step back and say, all right, you know, clearly Pinot World Show 2020 was a dumpster fire. And it was unfortunate because that was the last show of the year. So now it's like, you just been, I've just been sitting here the last four, five months, like, hmm, cool. All right. I have zero confidence going into this show season. Cause I'm like, clearly I just proved that I can't hang with the big dogs. And that's unsettling when you really think that you are one of the big dogs. And so I think it's okay to not just like tear your goals down. Like, well, you know, that didn't work. So clearly I just can't hang with it. So I'm just going to go show at this circuit where I know I could be successful at. Like, I think you need to go into it. It's like, all right, I just need to go give myself, give my horse, whatever, a confidence boost here, and then keep going towards my bigger goals. Cause I know that this isn't the end goal for me. And that's a completely based on, I mean, everyone has their own goals. Everyone has their own comfort levels. Everyone's horses have their own skill levels. So I think is, I think you should be super honest with yourself and about where your goals actually lie. Yeah. And I think something that's important to call out too is like, you want to celebrate your wins, right? Like whether or not that was, you know, look at where we were a month ago. Look at where we were a year ago. Look at how much we've gained this week, right? Um, and you know, whether you say that after absolutely nailing a pattern and doing your best thing ever, or it's where you have an absolute shit showmanship lesson and you're like, well, you know, at least we're doing way better than what we were a year ago type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I still think celebrating your wins, however you want to look at that, right. Whether it's retro or in the future and being able to, you know, use that to go forward, not necessarily use that as kind of like a foundation or like a building block. Because you don't necessarily want to use um, you don't necessarily want to build yourself up, self up off of your own false praise. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I liked how you said you know, it's at least we're better than we were a year ago. Like, tonight my biggest issue was Toby was like being super fast at moving his feet. Like he wasn't like waiting for me to ask for them to move. And he was just like doing it. And I was like, no, you have to wait. Like you have to listen to me. Like, don't, don't think for yourself. And then I was thinking like, wow, a year ago, we literally like said a prayer before every setup. Cause he would not move his feet. And he like, you basically had to bend over and move your feet, move his feet for him. Cause he was like, I don't know how to move my feet kids. Like I'm 12 and I don't know how to do it. Um, yeah, that was good. Now I feel, I feel a little better. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes, you know, you like, I don't know, like using that example, right. You might say you can't get them to like set up building off that. And you're like, well, you know, at least what, you know, a year ago we weren't able to do whatever. Right. And you know, part of me, part of you wants to like celebrate that, right. Like celebrate like the journey that you've made and all the improvements and stuff. But like, also part of me is like, well, by saying that, it almost feels like I'm understanding that, like, I'm done making progress here, that, you know, this is where I end, this is where I finish. But, you know, just because you say something like, well, look how far we've come or look how far we've made it, um, doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to be done. Maybe you can keep going. I don't know. 
lot of motivational and inspirational topics coming from a very uninspirational person. <laughs> no, like I, no, I think this is really good. Cause I think a lot of people feel this way, you know, a lot of people maybe get discouraged and you never want to celebrate yourself. Like you never want to find things to celebrate when you're feeling discouraged, you know, like you kind of just want to feel it and be like, well, guess I'm not going to go do this, that, and the other thing. Cause I'm just stuck here. Like this is where I'm going to be. But like you said, like, I think it's, it's cool if you can say like, well, now I kind of have champagne problems, you know, or I used to have, I used to have beer problems or I used to have what, like, I don't know how the saying goes, but it's like, all right, now my horse is too responsive in the showmanship. Wow. You know, better than dragging that heifer around where we, you know, we spent two years dragging that heifer around trying to get to be somewhat responsive. And now it's like, oh man, we're overboard. Like that's a cool problem to have. Right. And whether or not it's like either like the perfectionist or like the competitiveness like in people like it's not like you even if you have like the best run yet like I I feel like you and me are not going to be necessarily satisfied with it right like we're always going to find something that we want to be a little bit better and a little bit better because you know we're either driving for perfection or in our eyes perfection or you know we just want it to be better than what we were before right And then some days you're, I'm just really tired and I just don't really care. Some days I'm just nervous. Like, some days I'm like, I'll just take it. You didn't kill me. I didn't kill you. Great. Happy. Yeah. Put that in the win column. Yeah, point for me. I didn't sweat profusely during the whole practice. Great. Putting that in the win column. We could do, which horse are you at the horse show? Like the one that's taking a nap. In a pile of their own shit or the one that has to be lunged down for two hours the one that's banging on the stall door needing a snack that's me that's me for sure so i think the horse i would be at the show would be the one that is knocking banging opening the door whatever to get a snacky snack or you know maybe it's a little hay maybe it's a little grain maybe it's a little chicken taco Chicken tacos sound so good right now. Um, no, I think if I were a horse at the horse show, I would, well, honestly, I'd be the one that would be like breaking out into the nervous sweats in the warm up pen because sure. like, I just, I have to get nervous about something before I can do it. Um, but if I weren't that horse, I'd probably, I'd be the one that the trainers would hate to haul because they get a nervous tummy, so you got to wipe their asses several times because they're pooping down their legs. Um, I'd have to be lunged down, like, constantly before my class. It's like, doesn't matter if you lunge me in the morning, you're going to have to lunge me before every single class because I'm not, I'm like, surprise, I still have more energy, I can still worry, it's fine. Um, and I would be the one that would realize I'm starving in the middle of showmanship and then not be able to focus and would require sustenance right then and there. Yeah, the spooky one. Oh my God, what's that? It's gonna kill me. That's the tractor. <laughs> I've never seen one before. 
comes back to the stall. I nearly died walking over here, guys. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. There was two dogs that barked at me, and I almost had a heart attack. Or, like, the horse that, like, comes back and riles up the whole aisle. Oh, yeah. The one that's buddy sour and, like, whinnies the whole way out and then can't focus on the pen, then whinnies the whole way back and just gets everyone going. The horse that pins its ears when you walk by and you're just like causes havoc in the cross ties. Like you better clear that alleyway because if there's anywhere remotely close to me, I'm swinging into it and knocking it over. It's true. What is your, did you ever, have you unpacked your trailer yet from that Pinot World show last year that we just were talking about? Um, no, I have not. And <laughs> so the Iowa Pinot show is next weekend and I travel up until the day that I leave to go to that horse show. So I was like, hmm, I should probably unpack the trailer. So like I cleaned out the back so that way there wasn't like frozen oh horse turds yeah. in their own winter you know like that's bad for the mats and everything um but yeah I opened up the tack room and everything was still just like hanging on the walls and there was stuff all over the floor and um so I did grab out like their stall bags so they each have a stall bags with like their nice sheets that they wear at the horse show so it looks like they're cared for and loved and they're nice slinkies but they both have holes in them um, lots of towels and then leg wraps that are clean. So I grabbed out those out and like put, made sure those were, were stocked and cleaned, but, um, yeah, still can't see the trailer floor. So that's going to be a project for right before I take off to travel. And I hope I get it done because otherwise I'm going to the horse show with my life in shambles, which that's how I like to roll. So maybe it's fine. You know, maybe it's fine consistently in shambles i'll show up with um without any shampoo like i, I know i took that out because i had it freeze one year and it stained the carpet blue oh yeah. so i remember that every time i get in like hey take take that out um may or may not have all of my show clothes because i i think they're all in my closet and i'm pretty sure they're washed but again couldn't tell you so might have show clothes. The show clothes I have probably won't be clean. So do not, do not be around me because I will smell. Yeah. I think what I was really proud of myself for last year was um, I washed my tail before mm -hmm. I packed it. Mm. And that was really nice, a nice little surprise for me when I got to the next show and it was clean and I didn't have to wash it. Um, I did not do this from the last show, so it is nasty, and I definitely put it away wet. So looking forward to that. I suppose you guys don't have that problem with with geldings, do you? Yeah, not not as much, but I know mine's definitely dirty. It is disgusting. I'm making a list of things I need to. to <laughs> Good. 
I don't know. I think it's just, and maybe no one else has this issue, but I just mentally prepare myself for the first horse show of the year and know that I'm going to show up in, you know, maybe I forgot my boots. Maybe I forgot my belt. Maybe I forgot the horse. You never know. Like there's always something I'm going to forget. So it's just like a lesson in ingenuity for me every year. Like what can I jerry rig to get through this situation? Or whose trailer can I go steal? That's how I actually, that is how I actually got my showmanship outfit. I mean, I paid for it, but (laughs) showed up to the first show of the year and I'm getting ready to go. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have anything to wear for showmanship. So I had to run down the aisle and ask my friend to go get something out of her trailer for me to wear. And then ended up. The green one? Yeah, the green one. Yeah. What a cool coincidence. That looks good on you. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks good. So I was like, and then, yeah, I was like putting it back in her trailer at the end of the show. And she's like, do you just want to buy that? And I was like, that would solve my problems. Yes, but I'm still putting it back in your trailer because I know that you will bring it to the next show and I would still (laughs) probably forget it. (laughs) Anything important I have to send with other people because there's no way. Like registration papers, membership cards. Yeah, I never have it. Which is sad because there's always a copy in the truck and I just never Do you just not Google do you just not Google drive it? Oh no, I shouldn't do that. That's a good Yeah, you told me that last year. That's what you do with your Coggins. I'm like, yeah, I should I should be doing that. I also should stop and like get a bag of feed so that way I don't have to do it on the way to the show and I should Make sure there's hay in the trailer, and will I remember to do it? Probably not. You yeah. will either remember do, to do it, or you will be reminded to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, th- I think that's part of our issue with our showmanship practice tonight. Like, everyone else was getting fed but him, and so it was like 8 o'clock at night, so I'm sure he was starving because he's a little bit obese, and... So he was like, oh my god, I'm just so hungry. And I was like, dude, okay. I understand. I'm hungry too. Like, it's hard. But you're right. Dory's the same way. She's like, everyone's getting grain but me, Maddie. And I was like, okay. And what's your problem? And she's like, everyone but me. (laughs) And I was like, literally the whole population of this barn, except for me. Last I checked, you're not dying and you're actually doing pretty good. So I think it's going to be there for you when you're done. You'll be fine. Oh. um. And then Dory calls her speed dial option number one if that's still a thing and it just happens clink, to be. Clink, clink, clink. Hello, I'm hungry. Um, what was I going to say? Do you, um, do you ever like worry that your hat came unshaped? And I I never check my hat until like I literally get to go into the pen. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I show up and my hat is like flat? That's one thing I'm gonna look It at. usually does come unshaped and then my care level is usually just not high enough. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes if I'm feeling overly zealous, I will shape it with a teapot because I don't have like a steamer. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, I bought like a little I think it's like a gut garment steamer mm. but I just set it on the ground and hold it there and yeah. it works pretty good but it never stays as long when I do it myself 
Well, and depending on where you're going, there's usually someone there who you can pay to do it. And I just, I just, I will fully admit, like, I just don't have the eye for the detail to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't hard. do my own eyebrows. Do people think I can really go get my hat done? <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> Your eyebrows look good, though. They look mm. even. Yeah, even's big for me. Even is big. Not always hard to come. Not always easy. It's not a given. Not a given. All right. Should we call her? Yeah. Okay. Episode 28. Came out of the gate. And it was somewhat great. Oh, yeah. There we go. No. Episode 29. You're going to hear about all the stuff we didn't realize we didn't have for (laughs) Pinnell. It'll be... It'll be a sad episode. You guys will really lose a lot of faith in me, but that's okay. I'm here to find out how many things we had to overnight ship, how many things we had to emergency buy, and how many pit stops the horse took in the trailer because we forgot things along the way. How many U-turns were made, too. That'll be a running count. Pretty much. So stay tuned. Oh, go for it. Keep following us on our social media accounts on um, instagram at let's define win facebook let's define win um and who knows maybe we'll get wild maybe we'll throw another one in there you know maybe we'll start TikToking or something i mean i hope not but you never know we might get there if anyone's looking to be a media intern for our TikTok, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looking for someone young and cooler than us <laughs> yeah no kidding we would that's that's a requirement not necessarily a hard-to-beat requirement, but still a requirement. 